Greetings, my most excellent friends, and welcome back to the Sandem School of Film podcast. Please join us on our most excellent adventure through time as we discuss all genres of film. My name with my name is Tim, and with me in the booth is the three Stooges, as always, <laughs> Al, Brad, and Jules. How are we? That was good. Well played. That was very good. What you didn't see, Tim, is is me hold my hand up in front of my eyes while Brad like double pointed. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's not good for podcasts here. No, it's not. I know. Um, I know. <laughs> Anywho, uh, Bradley, you, you are back in charge of Z-Booth today. I am. Um, and I'm going I'm I'm to apologise for probably what's going to happen through this, but there's going to be a lot of interruptions because I have a four-year-old running around in the background that's, um, well, put it this way, uh, hasn't really been out of the house much in the last couple of weeks because I've been in isolation and Brad's he's, got we, are, we are both bang, bouncing off the walls, I can tell you. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I bet. Um, it's been it's been a struggle. In fact, looking after the four year old has been harder than actual COVID itself. Yeah. Really. Mm. And look, oh, I hey, think yeah. um, this is this this is groundbreaking for our podcast. This might, in fact, even get us on the map, uh, considering that you have officially been diagnosed with COVID. I think I am officially. I, I got my certificate, my email certificate, the other day, saying thank you. You have completed COVID. Well done. They don't get that scores though. Oh I didn't get a you score need for to it. Print that and put it on the wall. I know. Yeah. Hey, hey, I'll give a uh, a quick shout out to to uh, listener of the show Richard, uh, who's been uh, quarantining in in a hotel room in Brisbane. Golly. And he's just been doing laps to get his steps in and listening to Sound Name School of Film. So thanks, well buddy. Done, I'm glad. Well oh, good on him. As if as if, as if yeah. hotel quarantine wasn't monotonous and tedious enough. <laughs> uh, just listen to us bang on. So thanks there for that, Richie. Some, there was someone on YouTube, I think, that ran a marathon in their hotel room yeah. for quarantine. Mm-hmm. And I think they paced it out as like 11 metres to the door. So they just ran back and forth for oh however many God. laps that is. Until I reach 42k, wow. it's like, wow. oh, jeez. Well, realistically, there's nothing else to do. Because I can tell you, not being able to leave the house... Like, if you do it by choice, it's fine. But when you're yeah. actually forced to not be able to leave the house, like, you can't do anything. Like, even realistically, going to the mailbox is kind of illegal. Um, it's wow. it's It does your head in, I've got to say. It's been... It really does. Yeah. I mean, physic- I did, I did... Physically, this hasn't been that bad. Like, my, yeah. my symptoms were literally just like I had the flu for a couple of days. Gabs was really sick when he finally caught it off me. He was really sick for a couple of days. But um, other than that, it was literally just the boredom. Yeah, right. I mean, I did I did two weeks quarantine coming back from overseas when the pandemic started. And I swear by the end of the first weekend, I was a bit stir-crazy because I think it's that mental, you're not, you know you're not allowed to go out. Like, yeah. it's not like you don't want to. It's yeah. that knowing that you can't, yeah. I think, that just messes with you. Yep. Um, yeah, it's brutal. Anyway. Anyway. Good, um, good to see you feeling good, man. But yeah, anyway, well, you're taking- so I said, yeah, sorry about that. There's probably going to be a, uh, a few interruptions because I'm having to draw um, expanding fish, which you guys have seen what I'm doing. And yeah. anyway, well, we'll try and post <laughs> it up Love so everyone it. gets yeah. a pop, gets pop a sense it on the of Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, this is this is my film. Yeah, Twelve Angry Men. Take- Taking yeah, taking us back to 1957. You've done this a few times, Ooh. and I'm loving it. You're going back to the yeah, yeah, back to the Definitely. golden age, as you'd say. Uh, yeah, to watch Twelve Angry Men. Um, look, before we get started, it's important here at the Sandema School of Film that we acknowledge and uh, pay our gratitude to our first storytellers, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, the traditional custodians of the unceded lands we are recording on. Let's get going, Jules. 
I swear that gets long. It feels so much longer when you can't hear it. That little clip there. <laughs> yeah, I know it's so weird. <laughs> it's just super awkward. Um, cool. Nineteen fifty-seven. Haven't been here. I think it's time for one of the most stable segments of the podcast. <laughs> let's, pop it, let's pop it over to Brad with <gasps> history with Brad. History with Brad. History with Brad. History with Brad. Thank you, Timmy. Thank you, Timmy. Um, 12 Angry Men, um, 1957, hour and 36 minutes, which I think was um, possibly oh, could have been kids. longer. Could have been longer. Please. Hold on. <laughs> of all the segments. <laughs> can, I, can I please do what, buddy? It's like live television. In a sec, mate. I'll put, him on, I'll put him on in a sec. I've been asked to put his pyjamas on. Um, oh, that's good. Oh, where was I? Sorry, hour 36. So, yeah, this I reckon this could have gone longer, but I don't think it needed to. I think they covered quite a lot in hour 36. Um, aspect ratio, I'm not even going to go into I it because there's several. Yeah, hold on, mate. Go get them for me. There, that's a good question. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Parenting with Brad. Parenting with Brad. <laughs> um... Aspect ratios, yeah, sorry, we'll get into it later, but there's quite there's quite a few, so there's no, I'm not going to even bother to go through them because I think there's three or four different aspect ratios in this because it does change through the film. Um, 1957, um, just quickly, because I'm going to have to go put someone in pyjamas in a sec. Um, first Frisbee was released. Um, Singapore gained its independence from uh, Great Britain. The Asian flu pandemic was, was a big thing. Daddy, I'm going to watch TV tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> I warned you this was going to happen. <laughs> oh, man. Um, He's just keeping you in the loop. It's awesome. Don't worry. This has been, this has been how I've been working for the last couple of weeks in, in meetings and stuff. It's just been talking about serious about, you know, margins and, and profits and losses and all that sort of stuff. And then talking about why Paw Patrol isn't working. Um, <laughs> and, it's, a, and it's a beautiful little snapshot, mate. It is. It's it good. is. Into life. Oh, um, where was I? Um, the Asian flu pandemic was a thing that actually ended up killing about 200,000 people worldwide. Um, the USSR launches Sputnik, which was the first artificial satellite into space. Um, cool. I Love Lucy finished production in the US. Um, the Vietnam War officially began when North Vietnam invaded South Vietnam and did a whole heap of business down in Saigon. And um, probably something that just sets the scene for this film, probably from the pretenses of this film anyway, the um, Little Rock Nine which was where the National Guard was called on uh, Little Rock Elementary School, I think it was, to stop nine African-American students attending school. So very famous um, situation there. Yeah. Um, So it probably has a lot to do with the background of of a lot of the bits and pieces that go on this film. Um, Just to wrap it up, uh, Oscar Zielbrenner won for King and I, uh, Ingrid Bergman for Anastasia, and Around the World in 80 Days won Best Film. And I'm going to go put some pyjamas on, so I'll be back in a sec. I feel like we should take a break. To oh, sorry. Pajamas I can't do the bread, I can't do the bread and the milk. milk. I can't do the bread and the milk one officially because the Australian Bureau of Statistics doesn't go back that far. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Oh. All right, and he's wow. put his jammies on by himself. I'm still here. <laughs> How about that? Oh, what a legend. <laughs> All right. All right, so All right. My, what I need to know, 
Had anyone seen this film Should before? Should we do a synopsis? Yep. Oh, all yep. right. Quick, quick Should synopsis. We do a synopsis really quick. Quick synopsis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we start the film at the end of a trial of a young man who is on a first degree murder charge, and we basically go straight into the jurors' room, uh, and then in the next well, it's an hour and thirty six minutes film. So in the next next hour and thirty three minutes, we go through the I'm going to say the manipulation of the jurors to come to a decision. Interesting choice Wouldn't of words. Say it's a deliberation, yeah, like because they are deliberating. That's what they're doing. Yeah, I think there's a fair bit of manipulation that goes on. Because literally, yeah, as we know, they were going to walk in, and they, out of the twelve jurors, eleven of them were going one way, and yeah. in the end, they all go but the other. Why way. Why were they all going that way, though? Well, this is what we'll get into, I think, because um, mm. I think there's mm. a lot of bits and pieces yeah, with this. But had anyone seen this film before? Most That's, that was. Yep. No. Yeah, I'd seen no. it. No, I, I thought I thought no. you would have. I I definitely heard that I, I knew of it. Mm-hmm. I definitely knew of it. I've heard that it's a, a brilliant piece of cinema, and it's always one of those films that I'm like, yes, I will absolutely watch that one day. You know, like like it's one of those masterpiece kind of films that everybody yeah. needs to watch. Mm-hmm. But I had no clue what it was about. Uh, that's probably good though. I think of, for the first watch. It was yeah, me too, Jules. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. I, I came into it thinking that it was going to be like a Doctor Strange Love kind of thing. Like I thought it might have been political satire, you know, twelve uh, world leaders kind of battling mm-hmm. out or something. Mm-hmm. You know, having it. That's what I thought it was going to be. I knew it was going to be a, a talkie, so to speak. You know, <laughs> drama. You know, um, but I didn't think it was about a court case. And me, I'm a bit of a. a I have become over the last few years a bit of a, a law junkie. I'm obsessed with you know true crime podcasts and especially. Uh, a lot of the the wrongful conviction stuff where people are sent to prison because of juries that just don't really take the time or they just rush or they you know like for a whole myriad of reasons so this man as soon as this started I was like oh we're in a courtroom and even the judge oh. was like oh my god the judge, the judge was over it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right and I'm just like this is interesting where's this going and all of a sudden I'm, and then they you know went into the deliberation room and I'm like oh my god is this film about is this about a deliberation? Is this what we're doing? I'm like, is this whole... This Me too. Yeah, I know. Room? I got so excited. All of a sudden, I got so excited. You're yeah. Exactly right. I'm, like, I'm like, this is going to be awesome. Because and I it knew is. what was going to happen. Like, and That's the yeah. thing. Like, like, I knew it was just... And, and the thing is, Jill's like, you know, I, I, barely, I didn't even take a page of notes because I was just so... <laughs> Locked into yeah. it, yeah. and 100%. it had me from start <clears throat> start to finish, from like the moment that they show this kid, like the only shot of this kid, mm-hmm. as it fades into the jury room, and they purposely made it blurry, so you didn't actually get a good look at the kid because they didn't want to, they wanted to play up the whole part of everyone's prejudice, and they didn't want to single that prejudice out to a black kid, a Latino kid. Anything like that? Was it blurry? I didn't think it was they, blurry. They kind of no, made it. They didn't. They didn't have a really good focus on the kid, so they just wanted yeah, it to right. be. So you okay. knew it was a young boy, but was and also with being black and white, they they didn't want to single out what oh, what race yeah. or nationality that- or social thing that the yeah, kid was. I don't was. know. It kind of. I kind of felt like it sat on him for ages. Like me too. Like it was a slow fade. Really worried. Yeah. Because there was an angle of the jury leaving and it was, you kind of, the camera kind of panned onto the kid and straight away I was like, oh man, is that a really young kid? And yeah. you only saw the back of him. He was almost silhouetted and I was like, I think it's someone young. And then it, then there was that front on shot, but it's very short and it just looks like 
a real young kid and he looks so sad but that's yeah and that's the thing that he's 18 and it's not it's not like a it's not a discredit on the other but some of the like that one shot it's almost some of the best acting in the whole movie because he just looks (laughs) yeah he just looks looks so sets it up perfectly yeah, it does. Yeah, it really does. Well, the thing I like about this film is that even at the end, we still don't know if he did it or not. All That's we know is, all we know is that there was enough reasonable doubt that he wasn't going to go to the chair. Yeah, and that's and that's all that matters in this film. Well, that's, we, that's we the point. It's, yeah, it it's, it's irrelevant whether he. Did it's a, it or exactly not. right. It's irrelevant. It's it's a democracy. It's how it works, and they bring that up a lot through the film. Um, and the, um, and the and the beauty of not seeing sorry Brad the beauty of not seeing the trial is that we don't get to make an opinion of our own mm-hmm. we don't we don't know all the facts the facts start coming out through the prejudice of and the biases of the jurors because they're recounting the facts as it, it as and it's that's the appropriate. Other thing. Because and and I think that's also highlighted with the fact that the defense attorney was like a ring in. He was like a like we'll give public you an like a public yeah public servant, right? So he was appointed. like yeah. yeah, so he corner pointed. So he, and he it was obvious that he had no invested interest in this case. It was like a, just another case, and so yeah. it was interesting the fact that all the stuff that he didn't argue for were fleshed out by the jurors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. Really cool. I mean, super lucky you had that. You had that one guy who was like, "No, I I want to question this." You know, like the mm. reality is. And he he never said that he he didn't think he was guilty. He just thought that they needed to talk it out. Um, and he says like, that he says that repeatedly. He's like, yeah. "I don't know, yeah, I don't know." But that's the but point. Reasonable doubt. Reasonable yeah. doubt. And it's um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the the really funny thing about this film is that this movie was an absolute box office flop. Like it made no yeah, money, right. and yeah. it was it didn't it didn't do very well at all. Now, saying that through the years, it's become a I won't say it's not a cult classic because it's not really that type of film, but I suppose it, it really is. Um, it, I think it's in the top ten IMDb top ten films. Um, it, Henry Fonda rates it as the as the best film that he ever did. Oh, it's a bloody actor's film. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Hang on one sec. Hang like, on. I'll, I'll be back. Yeah. I mean, that's all this film is, is just acting, acting, and writing, writing, and mm. acting, writing, and acting, acting, and writing. Yeah. Like, you know, the, I th- having said that, I think the cinematography is really good. There's a lot of stuff that's been put in. So it was a, it was a stage show in, like, 54, I think. I would have thought so. It's perfect right. for it. Yeah, it's, def- yeah, it's yeah. definitely been a stage show, but I think the stage mm. show came first. In mm, yeah. 54 no, fifty-five. Oh no, it, it sorry. I've got the I've got the wiki up. I don't know if you guys know about this this site. It's called Wikipedia. Oh it's really good. <laughs> um, Wiki, uh, sorry, I think it's Wikipedia. Oh Wikipedia. Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> um so it says it aired as a live CBS television production in nineteen fifty four and then adapted oh, to cool. the stage in fifty five. Okay, and then became a film. Yeah, and then, um, and then you can see why it would have worked really well on stage. One, like basically oh. one set. Yeah, um, that didn't need anything. Yeah. It was like this was like you know the cost of making this film was nothing. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, one, but it didn't need to camera. Be. <laughs> yeah, and it this didn't is, need to be. This is by far 
the hottest movie we've watched. <laughs> like yeah. all that we've mentioned oh, yeah. a few times about people sweating and how gross it all looked. Like mm-hmm. two hands, you know, two hands, two hands was a very hot film. But uh, oh my god, I was screaming for people to take their jackets off. Like five yeah, minutes yeah. In. Oh my god, what? and. Through the whole film, I reckon I saw someone once have a drink of water. I'm yeah. like, guys, stop sm- stop smoking ciggies, have a glass of water. And you can oh, see them gradually. I, I think that's a great part of the film too because you can see them gradually as they're like, you know, a lot of them just want to get out of there because it is so hot in that room. Oh, and they're slowly so getting sweatier and sweatier and sweatier. Yeah, I like um, how they're getting sweatier. That's yeah, like, um, and you can see Henry Fonda's like fully soaked at the yeah, end. Yeah, and there's only that one guy that doesn't sweat. Yeah. I think and, uh, I think until it was right Jura, at the end when he's when he realizes that he's wrong. <laughs> Jura Seven, who was yeah. I think I think it's Jack Warden, who had the hat. The yeah, the hat. Oh, yeah. The All he wanted to do was go to the baseball game. All he wanted to do was go to the baseball game. Man, he was he was sweating up a storm. He Jack was. Warden. Yeah. Tim, you know Jack Warden from. Um, I've known him from somewhere. I don't know a, what though. You, I'll tell you where you know him from. You know him from a great Muppet caper. He plays the. Um, <laughs> He the does. newspaper boss. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he did a lot of work when he was older. Thank you. Far out. I was. Yeah. I. I went through the IMDb and didn't recognise anything. Off. I'm like, oh my god. It was killing. <laughs> I, I've got to say though that every single actor in this played their part. I don't know. Sorry, I don't know if you guys mentioned this while I was just out a second, but every single actor in this played their part absolutely brilliantly. There were some absolutely superb performances in this film, especially um, I can't remember his name, Dura Dura Three, the mm. one that was the last one to, to cross to play the absolute asshole through this whole thing. He did that brilliantly because you hated him, you absolutely yeah. hated him, and he did it so well. He was an absolute prick for the whole film, and he was so believable. Yeah, but that's Lee, the thing. Like Lee you Cog. had, yeah, yeah, the, we, yeah, the yeah, dynamic we, in that room. You had the full like alpha aggressive guys you had the really softly spoken people that didn't really speak up you had the guys that were kind of going along with things you had the you had that one dude who was kind of just always making jokes and trying to lighten it up a bit but it wasn't really working you know like it was a real interesting dynamic of characters in there i reckon like it um there was always something different going on yeah you had Um, you had the older guy that was a lot more experienced you had the you know the i'm gonna say it but the, the token immigrant guy that was like you know the you know, trying to be a, a true American and was proud of the fact that he'd been um, selected for jury duty because, you know, it was part of a yeah. democracy. And then mm. you had just the old stalwart guy that was just, regardless of anything, it was it was guilty because he's from that side of the tracks and they're all guilty. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, um, it was good. Um, yeah. But it's, it's yeah, funny so how they deal with they deal with problems back then. Someone says something and someone stands up like, "What are you talking about? What are you saying? Say that again." <laughs> <laughs> Why I ought to deck you? <laughs> oh man. Um, What's here's that? a question: Was uh, it's not going to work? But I kept looking at um, which juror, the guy that doesn't sweat. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Jura four. I know exactly. Yeah, like a, the guy that also like a looked like he was a serial killer. Yeah, he also looked like he was yeah. incapable <laughs> exactly. of laughing ever. Yeah, <laughs> that guy. I yeah. feel like I don't know. I haven't perused the IMDb page, but I feel like did he play Slugworth? Oh, hang on. Which you know? jury did you say? Four. Number four. Let me e. have a look. E. G. Four, e. G. Marshall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on it. Um, <laughs> anyway. I tell you, going, going, going back to what we were saying about like some of the, well, I think we said it. We we're talking about like the simplicity of the film and how it was a bit of a stage show. Like the, I think it's the first scene 
it's kind of like the first time we come out of the jury room and we go into the bathroom and mm. I was kind of paying attention to the camera work. It's actually a really long shot because I was actually thinking to myself, this w- this film would make a really cool single shot film. Like just thinking back to the old, yeah, you know, the nineteen seventeen. Like if you could do this whole thing as a one shot, yeah. Um, but then I was I was paying attention to the bathroom scene. That scene's actually really long, and it's really cool because it incorporates the guy doing like the little trick by throwing the lit ciggy and catching it, and like. And then another guy comes in. There's a bit of yeah. There's a, a few characters that scroll through there. Yeah, and the beauty is, it's just this one shot, and I was like, that is awesome. Like that's so cool. Like to just keep it going, and that really, you know, I guess it has that. Well, not that it was a, you know, stage stage show originally. Like what was it? A, a television? A tele- live yeah, something show, like that. Stage show, whatever you want to call. It. Like it just has that feel to it. You know, I, I really enjoyed the fact that we were just there with these characters for such a long time you know and it didn't keep cutting away so yeah there were a lot of nice movements too there were there was full of a lot of long shots and the camera just Mm. would like drift in and drift out and Mm. reframe like like you said it was very like 1917 of that very choreographed camera yeah well Um, the camera work I I did a little bit of reading on it because like obviously the cinematography on even this film even though it was on one set cinematography has got a lot of tricks like um, yeah, uh, that absolutely. they've done so it starts off with the camera being in a wide angle shot above everyone's eye level and then as the movie goes on it slowly comes down to about halfway through the film it's at eye level and then by the end of the film it's actually below eye level and as yeah, the cool. film gets on the shots get more closer and closer and closer to the last couple of shots are literally single frame monologue shots of the people that are yeah. talking so it gets it gets more zoomed in and less wide angled and and the, the camera shots yet yeah, come down to below eye level slowly as the film goes on and then goes up and then goes up again once they're outside yeah because it's a wide shot outside isn't it yeah yeah and it's so good because it 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 directs you like it's this is you know one of the things i love about film and movies is that it it shows you where to look in it and it gives you an impression of how to feel it's like as it's getting tighter and tighter, you start to notice the sweat more. You start to feel the intensity more, hmm. and yeah. it, it it is more claustrophobic and intense, and all because of how it's framed so, and how it's shot. Do you think it's that the intention of that is to build that pressure? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You feel like like it's all kind of unraveling, and like the the pressure's on to kind of I guess you know come to reality a little bit, and you know see what's really going on. Like it's that. Pressure. I, I'm curious, Brad, because you were saying you were describing this earlier as it was a movie of manipulation as opposed to just a jury deliberating. I think it is. Well, yeah, but manipulation can sometimes, like everyone considers manipulation to be a bad thing. Manipulation can be a good thing mm. at the same time. All it is yeah. is someone took control of the situation of what was mm. 100% going to be one way and then through, well, yeah, through deliberation but then single-handedly manipulated 11 other people into, I suppose, into changing their minds. But he didn't have to change their minds to basically... All he had to do was make them consider that there was reasonable doubt. So he didn't so have to make them think... manipulation, though? Yeah, yes. I feel like manipulation... I think it is manipulation. It, it, it suggests that he's it's not aggressive. doing it. No, but, but like, he suggests if, if he's you, doing it for personal gain. Yeah, like if you've had an opinion on something and then someone provided you with something that 
like a bit of evidence that would change that opinion. I don't All think right. I'll be. I'll change it from a uh, manipulation to a negotiation. <laughs> yeah, that works. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably a better way. Works for me. Yeah, um, but all, all he needed to do was just make them think. It's uh, just keep pummeling into them that it's there's reasonable doubt. There's reasonable doubt. They didn't have to. That's all he had to do. He didn't have to make them all think that. Oh no, he's obviously you know innocent. That there's just like- enough reasonable doubt that he's. They can't say that he's guilty. Well. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, the 11 out of the 12 were in a position that this is just kind of jury duty. Yeah. But also, like at the start, there's a few of them saying, oh, hey, we got a murder case. How good is that? You know, like they're all mm-hmm. kind of, yeah. they're not in the mode of of really, like they've heard clearly. Well, they clearly, don't understand the severity. Yeah, and, well, and from care. what we kind of, well, what we kind of understand throughout the story, how it's fleshed out is that it sounded like a fairly one-sided trial to a degree because of the limitations on the defence and that sort of thing. So, you know, of course it's a open-shut case for a lot of them because they're they're not necessarily inve- they're not invested really. They're there because they have to be. And you know, as you can see, one guy wants to get out of there, get to the the baseball, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. So you're right. Like it's when it actually when they actually start to have a think about. What actually was done in the in the room and the facts that are being brought to them? It's like, well, hang on a minute. Well, this is someone's life, and it's are we just ready clear, to? Yeah. And yeah. The, the other thing, they do bring it up. They've been there for a week as well. Yeah, hmm. yeah. It was yeah. said it was like they were six days in or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how uh, Henry Fonda isn't really convincing the others to change their vote he's just saying all he's doing is really defending himself he's answering questions that are thrown at him uh, and he's he's just saying look I don't know but that's the point if I can't categorically say he did it then I'm not going to say he did it I'm not going to fold um, just because of you know the crowd which is which comes up later when um, what's his name um, the, the baseball guy changes his vote hmm and he sort of gets in trouble for that. Um, but I guess, you know, there was a moment there where Fonda almost did go with the crowd because with that second vote, the the private vote, he mm. said, if if it's still 11 to 1, I'll change my vote. Like, yeah. He, he, it was almost there. Like, he was really at that point where... And I, I don't know... he was just testing, testing the waters in a way, you know, like he was trying to figure out, look, you know, is can I... Like, you know, he's almost laying his own case out to say it's worth a shot to question it or I'm be, am I just dealing with 11 other people who are so steadfast in their opinion that I'm never going to get them to see otherwise but you know just by him having that initial opinion and saying no I think we should talk about this he was able to at least get someone else to think maybe we should question and talk about it you know like I think he was like a testing of the waters I suppose is, is mm. the way I took that mm. Um, I really like how um, everyone brings their own expertise to this as well. So, like, mm. the old guy's the first to change his vote, who's sitting next to him, so he'd be juror six or whatever. Um, and he's like, oh, has anyone? did anyone notice the old guy that was testifying? And as he's describing him, he's just describing himself. Yeah. You know, he's just like... You know, I think he was Jura 8. Want, uh, thank you. Guy who wants to be noticed and, you know, he's got a limp that he's trying to hide and, you know, all this stuff. Like, he's just talking about himself, basically. Mm-hmm. And then um, 
And the other guy who was like, oh, I've lived in slums all my life. This is definitely how you hold a switchblade, not like this. And, you know, mm. just like all those little little bits thrown in were, were a nice sort of way to get carried along this route. It was nice momentum in the story. Yeah, very um, much. Because there just had to be ways if, if when, you, when you're stuck in one room with the same characters, you need different ways to carry the momentum of the plot forward. Um, and so I really liked how they managed to do that across this whole film. Well, they did a lot of things. Like, I remember when we did 1917, we were saying that they rehearsed for six months beforehand and things like that. So the director actually made these guys before they... Like, they rehearsed this scene, obviously, a hell of a lot because it was, you know, it's a very heavy dialogue scene that needs some, some very specific acting to, to pull off. But it, they did the same thing. They, they were basically together for a month or something beforehand every single day to really just get used to each other. And it also, you know, that even if they didn't like each other, it would have showed out better in the acting mm. and the, the ability to act. So he, he really played on that beforehand and they just rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed these scenes again and again and again. Yeah, and again. right. Which I, which I find quite interesting because what comes across really nicely is that it's 12 blokes who don't know each other yeah, and don't know anything about each other. And as a result, you know chock full of I mean we can get into the toxic yeah you know, masculinity but I think, but I think that's part like, of it because it's, no it's one part wants of the to tox. back down yeah, yeah. it's 1957 so it's, a, it's you know the, the juries were full of men usually I'd say 99.9% white men yeah. um, of people that could afford to take time off work to you know, to or had nothing else to do to be part yeah. of a jury. So this is a, a statement of the times. Doesn't mean it's right by any means, but it's just a statement no, of the no, times. But yeah, 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 no, exactly. And it's definite. Some massive, like you know, male toxicity, especially juror three. Like yeah. the the aggression yeah. of which he just talks normally. He's just he just yells all He's just the yelling time, the whole time. And that's it. And that's talking about. But that's how he gets things so done. Like, he's, he's an intimidating guy and it's how he gets things done. People don't want to deal with him. They just give up and he gets his own way because that's how he talks to people. He's extremely aggressive. Yeah. And the thing is, Brad, like, even though, as you said, it's a statement of the time, you could have made this last year with pretty much the same well, sort of dialogue. That's what I was going to say. Has, you know? you know, have things really changed? Yeah. Like, you know, that much. I'd like I to know, say that right? they have, but realistically, I probably don't think but the, you know, the, the prejudices of people are still there, sometimes mm. worse. Mm. Yeah. I think they have for a lot of people, but not for plenty. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's interesting. They remade this in 97. Oh, um, right. Which I find interesting because it's... I, I watched one of the clips. And Michael it's Bay? Like, Michael Bay, yeah. It's a lot of spinning. A lot of spinning of the courtroom. Exploding. <laughs> yeah, doors exploding. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, did they miss the point? So, well, no. But it's it's the same. It's it feels like the same script, basically. Okay. So it's kind of it looks like you're watching a another stage production. Okay. Um, but it's, it's like a colorized version. Yeah, kind of. But it's interesting because um, you know there there are a few people in it. They've got a few uh, people of color on the jury now in '97. So that's you know that's. Mm-hmm something mm-hmm. um tony danza plays the sports guy which i googled at um, um what's his name james gandolfini's in it does he play juror three 
No, the guy who plays Jura oh, Three man. is um um uh what's his name? Scott from um Um Oh my god, I'm on the edge of my Oh my god, sorry. I can see the word <laughs> but I can't say it out loud. Uh Strange Love. Doctor Strange Love. Um what's his name? Oh, George, George the, C. Scott. The, the, the George C. Scott. George, George C. Scott. Thank okay, you. cool. Excellent. He plays Jura number three. Awesome. All right. I could see that work. Interesting. Yeah. Um, James Gandolfini would be good. James Gandolfini was in it. Yeah. Oh, uh, t- oh, and Jack Lemmon. Jack Lemmon plays Henry Fonda, Jura four. Okay. Does yeah. James Gandolfini, does he play Jura one? Because I could also see him oh. playing that. No, he... I've got it open. He plays Jura six, so... Not six at the is, end of the table. Not the end of the guy. table, but the one to the left of the end of the oh, table. Oh, the carpenter guy, the plumber. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's the guy that keeps threatening to beat people up. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Talk again, I'm, and I'm going to beat you up. But yeah. he, he's Which doing that as a he's he's breaking up the he's actually it's funny because he's using his implied yeah. aggression to actually stop the aggression. Because <laughs> yeah, guys are being yeah. very rude, and he's standing up there going, "If you don't talk to him properly, I'll knock you flat." And they go, oh, shit, he's a big dude. Okay, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be good. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it did seem... The clip... I oh, look, I only watched a clip, and it was of the of the Jura 3 monologue uh, where he breaks down about his son. Uh-huh. Um, it just seemed very, like, the same. It just seemed like, I'm not sure why we did this. Mm, I could see okay. that with the, if you've got the right actors, it could work. But I also think, why? Hmm. Like this is a film that doesn't yeah, need to be great. remade. Yeah, that's this right. Is, this is, is an great. amazing film, and this like the script is just spectacular. And the the yeah. actors that did yeah. this were spectacular. The simplicity of the filming adds to how spectacular this film is. It's just awesome. It's interesting, like Actually, you know what? Because I agree with everything you just said, mm-hmm. but ultimately, I'm like. It all felt a bit over the top, and yeah, that too. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, mm-hmm. you know, it felt like everyone was still playing a character more than a real person. Mm-hmm. But mm. yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm a bit confused on it. On the you know working. Obviously, we'll get to that at the end. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm just like, you know, felt funny about it. I find um, it weird. Um, it's interesting, Brad. Oh, I was just going to say about how, I was just thinking of how you were saying referring to this film being well that Jura trying to be manipulative and I think I kind of can think of a couple of scenes where I'm like ooh that was kind of manipulative where he gets Jura 3 whether he coaxed him to say it how he's like you know the Jura 3 is like I'll kill you and he's like ah but will you really kill me <sighs> it was pretty awesome he was mate. just pushing pushing but it was really awesome I loved it because when he said it I was like, oh, like, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, there's, there's a, lot a lot of, of those realiz- moments. There's a lot of those yeah. moments, exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. A lot of those realization so. moments. Um, do you think? Do you think he was really trying to push his buttons to get him to that point? Yeah, uh, I think so. Absolutely. Be mm. I think he was well, so that's- very, very intelligent man, and um, was knew enough about the psychology of people to be able to get the results he needed. Yeah, well, it was that same because that was a Jura three, wasn't it? I think yeah. is that right? And it was, yeah. Yeah, and he, <clears throat> and I think it was 
maybe just it might have been that same scene or earlier on where he's, he's calling him a sadist and stuff he's like oh imagine being you a person who wants to push the button kind of thing like wanting to be the executioner and how sad yeah. does your life have to be and like he did get pretty personal in that yeah in for that sure. little bit there didn't he yeah yeah well i think he's just like fed up by that stage because everyone else becomes quite reasonable well because people quickly, aren't seeing it as death People yeah. aren't seeing the consequences yeah. of what all this is about. Like, this is someone's life here. It's not just, ah, pfft, whatever. Like, he did it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like he did... It was going back to what we said before. Like, he was getting so frustrated that people couldn't see the gravity of the situation, I guess. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, most people just wanted to go home. You know, like that guy, uh, baseball guy, like, you know, he just wanted to get to his game. Like, it was, for everyone, it was including the, the judge at the end... You know, he had his hand on his on his <laughs> cheek, like he was just bored of it. And it's like everyone's just like, let's just get this done and go well, home because ult- ultimately the the results don't affect. Them. And look, they it's do the same thing. They do the same thing. They're at him the whole time because he's he's mm. he disagrees or whatever. Like they're like, well, man, what's wrong with you? You know, like that sort of stuff. <laughs> and number seven, so the guy with the hat and the the jacket. You know, in the bathroom, a, the only scene. Yeah, what? What? A, what an outfit! Are you kidding me? Um, but yeah, like he like basically ambushes him in the bathroom almost, as if to say, you know, what are you doing, mate? Like, you know, yeah. are you a man? Who are you? You know, like, I don't know. Because I feel like everyone else was doing the exact same sort. Of, it was, if if it, if there's any manipulation going on, it's everyone doing it. You know, mm. everyone's got their own agenda. I love that uh, despite the film being in black and white, you can tell how bright Jack Warden's jacket is. Yeah. You know it's like, <laughs> it looks like, you know, green and yellow and red. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, I also love the fact that Jura One is wearing a polo shirt with a tie. So so classy. Absolutely. Just like with the jacket on. Too. Tucked with in. his jacket on, it's like, oh, yeah, you and look all right. He takes it off. It's like, you're wearing you a polo it? shirt, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but did you notice at one point, like, he's got the tie on. It's when he's talking to the uh, the guard or whatever, they that the clerk outside the door. And he's got the tie on. And he's got these, like, two sweat lines down on either side yeah. of the tie. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah. And as soon as I saw it, I'm just like, Ew. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it was so gross. <laughs> it's crazy though that like you know how many. Obviously, this story is a good example of so many real life uh, cases where yeah. people are you know sentenced to life sentences and death sentences and things things like that. Like especially in America, like their legal system is the concept is there, but ultimately it's so flawed uh, in how it works. And you know, so many juries these days you know just don't take the time to really consider what's going on. This happened on the phone. I guess that's, that's what happened. <laughs> um, and yeah, like, you know, I listen, I listen to a podcast series called Wrong, Wrongful, uh, Wrongful, Wrongful. Addiction. Um, and it's like, it is astounding how many people are sentenced to prison who are completely innocent. And because of things like, uh, you know, this case in the 12 Angry Men film, like especially like the, the main piece of evidence is a piece of eyewitness testimony. She, you know, she's saying that I saw this happen. There are, <laughs> there are so many cases in real life where 
man, people are sent to prison for such a long time from an eyewitness account, and that eyewitness was so confident yeah. and so adamant that, that 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 was the person that committed the crime, and then you know DNA testing or whatever it ends up uh, coming out later on in life has exonerated them, even though that eyewitness was so 100 percent that that was the person. You know, like there's there's been you know a few crazy crazy cases like that. Um, so it's it's scary to think you know like well i mean we're lucky in australia our legal system's a little bit uh smoother running if you will it's not quite so much a spectacle as it can be in the in the united states you know so mm. I mean, if you've ever seen if you've ever seen the oj simpson trial then you know how ridiculous <laughs> it can be so yeah yeah, yeah. um i really like the shot with the knife when he when he brings out the the second knife it's it's staged really well it's a nice piece of script but it's just like it's framed really low with the knife in the foreground and he stands up out of shot so he's irrelevant now and he puts the other knife out and slams it into the table and it's this huge like <gasps> and, the, and the room just loses it and yeah what a flex it's so good yeah it is it's what a flex and I'm so and I'm bummed that it's not more it's not more of a common shot that we see in Hollywood you know like how come we don't talk about this knife sequence in in great scenes you know we think you know you think of like Indiana in front of the boulder and you know I don't know just a bunch of bunch of cool stuff Hmm. this should be one of those shots that we talk about heaps because it's like he slams that knife in and it's like oh Ah, bulletproof vest. <laughs> I, you know what? To be honest, I couldn't help but think, dude, you're probably ruining a really nice table by throwing knives at it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, uh, I didn't see what kind of table it was, but I wouldn't be too happy if someone was stabbing my table. With a knife. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jules! What a crazy knife, though. Like that wiggly, that wiggly blade, though. That is a cool knife. Mm. More of a like a Chris, like those Malaysian knives. Is that that? Yeah, you know what? It, it's a similar knife to face off, you know the. Oh, you yeah, know when yes. you flip it open, the, the, put the it in, and twist song. it, yeah, yeah, so yeah. that the wound doesn't close. This is the sort of stuff I've learned from face off. <laughs> it, it reminded me of the knife from Aladdin when Jafar is pretending to be that old guy and he's about to stab Aladdin at the Cave of Wonders, and it's got that wiggly, crooked blade. I don't know if you can remember it, but I was like, ah, oh, it's the Aladdin Jafar knife. <laughs> <laughs> We have very specific reference <laughs> points, don't we, team? Yeah, we do a bit. Yeah, right. Really yeah. what brings we are, us out. We're a very specific themed podcast, so we're, it makes sense. Well, you know, hey, like those those 12 individual jurors, we all bring our own unit. We do. <laughs> Adding flavours. <laughs> um, I was uh, going to... I was just going to quickly bring up... Um, I, and I, know we're, I know we're cracking on for time. Um, no sorry, I, I, I had to just brush off and <laughs> plug an iPhone in. Anyway, long story. Um, I find it really weird that in the, especially in the top 10 IMDb movies, that a lot of the films that are in the top 10 were failures in the cinema and have become massive Mm. films and very influential films down the track. This being one of them, Shawshank being another, um, you know, um, Blues Brothers being another. Blues Brothers, yeah. Um, You know, not, didn't do very well at the box office, but once people started Word of mouth got around about these films, I think, obviously later on. And, well, Shawshank's a perfect example. You know, it's, I think it's still the number one rated IMDb film of all time. 
Or if it's not well, the one now... That's because it's every AFL football player's favourite. <laughs> yeah, well, there's not that many <laughs> AFL players on a global standard, but it's still yeah. great, great <laughs> film. But it's interesting that a lot of the films in that top ten uh, were were not huge films or very successful films at the box office and have become these mm. these legendary pieces of cinema afterwards and this this being one of them so you know this gets used in so many different things i was reading that gets used in um conflict negotiation training it gets used in um in a lot of cinematography things for obviously it's, it's cinematography work it gets you know if i think it's 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 part of um a lot of lawyers actually watch it as part of their you know as part of their their studies mm-hmm. and so forth um it gets used in a lot of different contexts about you know, obviously about a lot of the different things it covers and a lot of people can draw a lot from this film, not necessarily just legal people. It can be used in so many different ways. Um, mm. And it's just a, I just, yeah, it's just a brilliant, brilliant film. Mm. It's almost a film that like, they should show it to jurors before they have to uh, do jury duty just to be like, <laughs> hey, just make sure yeah, yeah, yeah. that you question. Make sure that you question, uh, you know, like... Yeah, it actually reminded me. Uh, Depends one because what, only one side of the uh, of the argument on the legal teams would be wanting people to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly right. The prosecutors uh, would not be wanting people to watch this. <laughs> no, the um, it reminded me. If, I don't know if you guys have either read the book or heard the audio book. Well, I suppose if you've read the book uh, of World War Z, <laughs> I can see you looking at me. Oh um, no, World War Close. Z. And they talk. They're talking about. They talk about Israel and how they have, uh, I think it's a thing called, I think it's the Ninth Man, and it's if eight, eight members of Parliament uh, vote to, you know, act in a certain way to prevent a disaster or something like that, or to ignore a disaster, or, you know, if they all vote unanimously in one way, it's up to the Ninth Man uh, to automatically disagree whether he agrees with it or not. Oh, and it's cool. a really interesting point that's made in, in this book. Um, Obviously, which is about zombies, but but it was really interesting and it's it was really nice in this film. Like I kind of was, I was like, that's a really good thought process. You've got eleven people who are all just like guilty, and there's this one guy. It's like you know, his his conscience is kicking in and just being like, no, it's it's the right thing to do is to disagree with everyone else, even if I don't know the answer. The right thing to do is question. And I was like, oh, that's really good. So cool. Yeah. I, I just like yeah. There was one. The other. Oh, we are sh- kicking on in time. Oh, the other <laughs> shot that the other shot that stuck out for me uh, seemed a bit egregious. I was like, "Oh, that's very staged and a bit dramatic," and it felt very much like a um, a theatre show. Was when um, one of the other ju- you know the other like the second last one to turn juror ten, I think he was, um, uh, was giving his whole monologue about. You know, he's like crazy racists. Uh, and they all get up and turn his, turn their back to him. And they all get up mm. and turn their back, and it and it starts in close at him. It's cool because it's it is very well crafted. It's just a bit too much because it starts close on him, and as it pans out, as the camera pulls out to the wide shot, everyone who comes in stands up and it moves away. And the- you can see the gaps. You can see like, all right, well, you're going to go there, and then you're going to go stand here, and. The interesting part of that, of, of watching that scene again, is that the the first person to actually stand up and turn his back on him is Juror 3. Yeah. So Juror 3, yeah. even though they're both agreeing on, on the same thing, it, yeah. Juror 3 is the first one to basically stand up and go, mate, you're completely crazy here. <laughs> like, you know, I don't want to have anything to do with you. I agree that yeah. he's, he's guilty, but 
you're off on a whole nother level. So he's yeah. the first one to um, to, t- to stand up and turn his back. You but know that cool. reminds me of, Al, what you're yeah. talking about with the um, the staged kind of getting up or walking. It reminds me of in uh, Toy Soldiers when... Um, who's, who's, who's the kid that dies? Yeah, yeah, Billy. And, Billy. and they're looking at his drawings and one by one, all the kids yeah. get up and come and look at the drawing and you can tell like they're... They're almost waiting for their turn to yeah, get up. Like for the, a cue to come across. It's like they're all the jump rope thing. Like they're all like, okay, now it's me. Yeah, <laughs> but it's cool yeah. because once it goes, it goes super wide, and they all kind of do a superhero pose. The guy gets up and he moves to that <laughs> other desk and puts his heads in his hands. But then it doesn't cut. It zooms back in. It goes back in on Henry Fonda, giving mm. his whole retort to that. And so it's like this big another another big long shot. That um, you know that does a lot of storytelling in the in the movement. Mm. Cool. All right, we're cracking on in time. Yeah, we are. We are indeed. And well, I, that's I've accounted the fifteen minutes that I've recorded as well. So. Oh, good. <laughs> um, look, if we're kicking on, that means it's time for a favourite segment of Al's, um, and it's basically where oh we. Here we go. I mean, look. I mean, look. The basic premise is that every movie connects somehow to Bill and Ted via it's the coming. Bill and Ted Extended Universe or the BTU. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. And uh, this next segment is just pushing that out. So, without further ado, and to shut Al up, it is time for <laughs> every film has a shared universe. Yes, <laughs> that's one of my best ones. Up. Humble brag. <clears throat> I have nothing. I had a real, real good think about this one. I had a really good think about this one, and man, I struggled. I my brother was whinging to me on the phone the other week, and he was like, "He's like, you guys are never prepared for shared film universe." That's the point. I'm like, "Shut up, dude! It's hard, man. It's hard. Give us a break." (laughs) What have you got, El? All right, are you ready? I'm so, I'm so ready. I'm, I'm, I'm like kind of pleased with this one i think this Shit, is yeah. like a, a legitimate contender cop this jules's brother wow. okay <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> i was like 50 50 what was it 56 57 57 i'm like okay the timelines could match up they okay. could match up the kid as a result of this film gets off <laughs> okay turns his life around becomes a history teacher and is now and is now what's his name Mr. such and such he's Bill and Ted's history teacher interesting yeah and and so think about it think about it because if these jurors convicted him and put him to the chair then Bill and Ted wouldn't have had a history teacher that pushed them to go out and you know guys you're flunking history you need to pass this so you can go on wow yeah right that was like a legitimate one i did it guys that's pretty good that is pretty good there it's good because didn't history teachers hispanic because wasn't the kid on jury hispanic (laughs) we don't know we don't know He's just oh, from the other side of the track. I love it. I think it's, Hang on. Uh, I, I think, think it's phenomenal. I think I think I think that might be irrefutable. I think, I think it's irrefutable. Uh, he's just <laughs> underprivileged, you know? He's just underprivileged, it's exactly. Irrefutable. No, I love it. He's been knocked on the head every day of his life. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Grows up to become a history that, teacher. Yeah. 
You're I welcome, Stockholm. Right. <laughs> 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 oh, great stuff. All Good right, working on. That's probably the best one we've had, actually. No, Most legitimate no magnets this week. You can't <laughs> top that. Yeah. Ouch. Prove us wrong. Too bad, listeners. Yeah. Shame on you. Had yeah, maybe maybe prove us wrong. Someone get in touch with us yeah. for the first time if you want. <laughs> if you want. <laughs> if you want. And if you want. Well, I think let's uh, let's take in our ratings then. Aye. Aye. Um, Bradley, your film. All right, I'm going to go 157. Oh, because it's no. 957. I was going to go 150, but I thought of that. So I added the seven. So 157. <laughs> this is a um, this is an absolutely brilliant film. It's a humdinger. Um, I've watched it. Yeah. I've watched it many, many times. I was forced to watch it the first time. I didn't really want to watch it, and I reckon that was the same as probably you guys. But after probably the first five minutes, I was like, "Ooh, this might be all right." And then by the end of it, I'm like almost not breathing to find out what happens in the end. <laughs> um, and it's like you know, you're just hooked. You're just staring at the television for the entire. You know, a staring screen for the entire film because it's that it just hooks you in. It's a, it's a masterpiece. Hundred percent, yeah. No, not not that's not my. Hundred percent agree. With you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I'm already rambling, so I'm happy to go next. Um, no, I agree. I I agree very much. Within the first couple of minutes, um, yeah, there's an establishing shot in the court, and then they go into the jury room, and that's like I said, man, I was on board. I was hooked straight away. Yeah. And was so excited for the journey to come, um, and yeah, it, it was just like like Timmy was saying earlier. Like, hardly took any notes at all. Like, I took yeah, I took barely any notes on this one because I was just enthralled in what was happening. You didn't really need to. Yeah, and it was. I tell you, it was great having no clue what this film was about. Yeah. Uh, there was a film that I was watching with my nephew Jesse a couple of weeks ago and I was like, man, I wish we hadn't watched the trailer. How good would it have been if we didn't watch the trailer? It would have been so much better. Mm. And I'm really enjoying that. So thank you, Brad. It was, mm. it was great to be thrown That's in. a great film. Uh, oh, yeah. And for my score, yeah, look, I'm up there. Probably not quite as high as that, but I'm definitely at, probably at the 116. That seems like a reasonable number. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. No, no, no. Okay, it's up there. 112 because there's 12 jurors. There you oh, go. Very well done. <laughs> Guys aren't making a mockery of the system, are you? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Um, it's irrefutable. I'll go next, Al. Thanks. Okay. Um, yeah, cool, cool, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Loved it. I I was actually hooked on this. I really enjoyed it. Um, the whole way through, I was yeah, I was just very engaged, and I thought the. I just really enjoyed the dynamic. I enjoyed the absolute claustrophobia of the whole thing, the sweatiness. It was just gritty. It was good. I I was a big fan. Um, look, I, I thought back, oh, I gave Casablanca like, I don't know. I think I gave Casablanca in the 70s oh, so in good. the end, which is really good. I reckon I'll give this... I reckon I'll give this higher, actually. I think yeah. I'm, I'm probably at about... I'm probably at about... I'll say... 85 just oh. because it looked like 85 degrees in there um, <laughs> and the the other thing that I thought probably the only time I really laughed in the whole thing was it's not really a comedy when, no, <laughs> no it was when he fixed the fan and he was stoked but the fan was just <laughs> shit it was, like, it was just the worst fan he's like hey we got the fan going it was comes connected on, to the lights work when the lights come on <laughs> but the fans literally well, just a couple of good one liners though yeah the fans just literally like 
<laughs> blowing out air like it's just shit out. So, um, and you no, know yeah, it's I'll already blowing fun. around like stale, gross air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just dude sweat. Oh, <laughs> Imagine being the cleaner coming in after that. Oh, and with the cigarettes as well. Oh yeah, the smoking. We didn't, I didn't know if you guys touched on that. Just so much smoking. And drink a glass of water, would you? Far just out. Hydrate. Oh, oh, Please. Um, I'll finish it off. Look, I do enjoy this film. It's a, it's an easy watch. It's captivating. It is an easy watch. It, uh, I don't know. Just this time, there's it, a butt coming up. It felt a bit more theatrical this time for me, uh, and maybe because I know how the story goes, or I don't know. Just I was a bit more aware of the theatrics this time. So I'm going to sit. It's like they were acting or something. Yeah, they, it's like they were Daniel Lewis. <laughs> yeah, oh, there's twelve guys enough. trying to do that though. <laughs> that's enough. Uh, so Get I'm going to I'm going to sit at like maybe like oh, I want I'll say I'll say sixty three percent for no no numerical reason other oh, than boo. that's what I think of it. Oh, <laughs> you were like, how's he going to link it to something? Yeah, link it, yeah, link 100%. it. <laughs> Uh, oh, amazing! Wow, great amazing. stuff. Um, <laughs> Where can you find us, Brad? <laughs> oh, Jules, take it away. <laughs> no, well, you, you can find us in all the normal socials: so uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, um, Twitter. I think we're still doing. Don't know if we are or not. No yeah. one looks at Twitter yeah. anymore. Um, or you can send us an email at sandemusfilm at gmail.com yes he got yes it. excellent thank you you should have heard it what episode of it 107 or something um, <laughs> 112 112 there you go. <gasps> 112 12 euros oh my god oh, oh my god oh my god Sand oh my god. that was just score sandemus maths best segment um, send us an email uh, send us a request it does make our job easier if you do send us a request please give us a little bit of a spiel or we will hound you um, and ask for it um <laughs> Uh, yeah. Like us on Facebook, like us on Instagram, follow us on both. Um, thanks. Get in touch. Yeah, get in touch. Work. Nice work, nice. Brad. That was that was your best yet, Brad. Good, well man. done. That was good. Um, fantastic. It's amazing, it's amazing well. what being locked up for two weeks will do to your brain. Yeah, exactly. Fried, fried. Now, now, Al, Al. Yeah, mate. What are you doing? Now, next uh, next episode. We have another listener, but do we also have another guest? Mate, it is Ooh. absolute. It is Guest Fest 2021. It's a raining guests. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and this is a guest. Whew, this is a guest. I'm so excited. Uh, not quite the, the, the professional caliber of the last guest we had. But, Ouch. That's been out of the top. She didn't notice. But yeah, yeah. But uh, you've got <laughs> to give it to him for effort. Uh this next episode, Fuzzy Dan is coming back in to complete Ooh. his 1990 much-anticipated trilogy. Wow. So we've had Navy Seals, oh, yeah. we've had Dick Tracy, yeah. and next episode, uh-huh. we will have 1990s Days of Thunder. Nice. <laughs> yes. I'm just uh, uh, s- scratching that off my list of films to uh, recommend myself. Excellent. That's cars, isn't it? That's cars. Uh, it's Top Gun. NASCAR. It's it's Top Gun with NASCAR. NASCARs. Right yep. Yeah. Nah, it's gonna cool, be good. man. It's gonna be good. Right. He's gonna rub us and rubbing his podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I have no idea what that means. Okay, so... <laughs> I love this um, one. <laughs> fantastic. Well, that about wraps it up today, cool. gents. It's been bloody lovely. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Look, next episode, yeah, we'll get the guests in because it just makes this whole thing better. Um, but look, in the meantime, don't forget to stay safe. Be excellent to your ears. Don't forget to potty on, dudes. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>